Hello and welcome to Assertive Radiance. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and today's episode, Why Branding Matters. A few years ago, I came across a brand strategist. His name is Jerry, and he was sharing how branding have different categories. You can be either a me too product, me special, or me only. Now, a me too product, as an example, would be the up and up brand at Target, where they just decide to copy the high runners on brands and then they sell it as their store brand. The point is that if you buy, let's say, a cleanser soap, the Me Too soap will be more or less the same as the other brand. That means you have a choice. You can choose the unbranded Me Too product or the brand itself. So that's a Me Too. The next category is Me Special. I want to say a Me Special will be like a coach in in the sense that um, every individual, no matter what we do or don't do, we will always be special as in we are unique in our own way. We cannot duplicate ourselves. The thing is sometimes in the me special categories, a coach may trade time for money. And that is because oftentimes they haven't taken the time to brand themselves. And so they are more or less sharing their knowledge and they kind of blend in among many people. And then you have the me only category. The me only category is when you can only get what this item, this product or that service is through me. Let's say Oprah. I mean, Oprah is Oprah. She's me only. If you want to hear it from Oprah, you've got to tune in to Oprah. If you want an Apple phone, you've got to buy it from the Apple store. If you want Tide, you've got to buy it from Procter & Gamble. And if you want a Gucci bag, you've got to buy it from Gucci. If you want Estee Lauder product, you've got to buy it from Estee Lauder. You see what I mean? So they, these categories of me only has spent a lot of time and money and effort on strategy and branding in order to stand out in the crowd. And of course, why branding matters is because the higher you stand out, more people will find you. Now, why I spend a few minutes to share all this is because I have this epiphany to share with you. It started a few months ago when my sister from Quebec, Canada, introduced Michael, the Dermessence Perfection Cream, which he really loved. When he ran out of the sample tube, he contacted me to get some more. Now, because we both speak French and we both uh, have, you know, same city connection, after the purchase and everything was taken care of, we started a friendship dialogue. However, lately, I didn't have as much time to get together. And so he connected with me and he said, he would like to chat with me. And in the same time, he said he'd like to also buy more product. Well, during that three months from the last time he ordered from me, I had shipped some inventory in Quebec with my sister so that other clients from Quebec could get access to it. When he mentioned that he wanted to buy some more cream, I thought it would be more convenient if I tell him that there's already some in Quebec and he can buy it and he can get it 
in, in no time without having the fuss of ch- going through um, changing money from uh, Canadian currency to US and also saving on postage. To my surprise, he was irritated by that and he refused to even contemplated the idea to deal with my sister. Now, what I realized at the time is that what the client wants and what the clients say they want may not be the same. You see, when I discuss with them the ability to get something quickly when it's warehoused in his town, that did not resonate with him for some reason. I suspect the idea why he wanted to connect with me was more to chat with me and he gave me this reason that he wanted to get more cream so he would get more of my attention. I am not sure. I will never know the the story there. Other things that I've learned also is that the universe sends me clues and it's up to me how I listen to them. So instead of getting frustrated with the situation, first I check with my sister. So I did my due diligence with my sister and find out what's going on. Who is this Michael? Is there something that I should know about that I don't know? which turned out to be correct. And um, also from a perspective of friendship, you know, I have to say our time matters a lot. And I remember when we were spending some times and I I remember spending a a good three hours on the phone one time with him, helping him to get, uh, you know, different ways of seeing life. And he was really open at the time. However, when I challenged him to come up with some some improvement, I realized the next call that he was not open to it. So whatever I suggested that he should do to help himself, he had more excuses than actual result. From that point on, I realized that maybe Michael is not as driven as I am to become a successful person in life. I'm not sure. I don't judge that. I'm just bringing this conversation. And trust me, it ties into branding at one point. Where I'm taking you in is that when I connected with Michael, giving him the opportunity to get the product from my sister, and he reacted really angry. As a brand, I was hurt. I was I would never trying to feel like, like I'm not treating my client in a nice way. So I was curious like what is the universe sends me as messages here and it's up to me to pay attention to this and i'm also aware everything that seems like a failure will bring an equivalent success in the end however we need to pay attention to the universe and the clues that are around us so this is a growth process i'm learning i'm learning how to handle a long distance clientele. I'm learning about warehousing. I'm learning about all these things. And I'm learning about a client who's not happy. And I have to respond and do something about it. At first, I apologize for making him feel that way. And then I felt like I need to explain the situation with the pricing. And I spent a long time putting together my rationale as to why the price is the way it is. I came across a quote from Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar wrote a book, The Secret of Closing. And in the book, he says, 
Sometimes our client will come up with the reason as they will not pay because it's the price is too high. And one of his closing technique is, he said, you say to the prospect, it's easier to explain the price one time that it would be to apologize for the quality forever. And as I was writing this, this is what I had in mind. I am explaining the price one time because I know what I do. I know what I provide. And I know that what I gave him was very beneficial for him. So there were, this was a win-win situation all around. And even after I've written that letter, Michael was still ticked off. This time, because I was too polite with him. And he felt like, well, you didn't have to be that formal. Well, when it comes to business, I am very formal because I'm taking my business very seriously. And I'm not goofing off with that. And there comes the learning. In conclusion, well, some part of it, I would consider it as failure because I did not get the repeat sale. However, what was important for me is the integrity of my product and my pricing. In the process of looking for information, I gained clarity as to if I want to invest more of my personal time with this individual. And for the first time, I experienced how it feels when you create something unique. This product, this formulation that I've created cannot be purchased anywhere else. If he's angry at me, if he's angry at my uh, distribution channel, that's his choice. The thing is that if he wants more of it, he's got to buy it through me. Now, I do care about my clients and I do want them to be really happy. And I've done that. When we don't have the confidence to promote something, we might reduce our price. We might feel not up to par and we might say, well, okay, for you, I'm going to just discount it 50%. But when you, can't, you have confidence in the product and when you know that what your service is excellent and everything around it is excellent, I feel that it's up to me to decide to say, hey, this is what I have at this price. I know this works great. I know I have the best quality service that Avesans can provide. And if that person does, still doesn't want it, that's okay. But for the first time, I felt like now I know what it means to be unique. Because when he says, I will go elsewhere to find something else, I know that he's not going to find the same thing. Now, I'm not saying this to brag about myself. I'm saying this that for the first time, I actually lived and felt this feeling of what it does when you create something unique. It's a place where you have so much confidence that you say, look, this is who I am. This is what I provide at this price. And that's it. It's up to you to decide, well, I want that or I don't want that. But there's a different feeling, especially from the other end, because if, if on the other hand, I say, well, I'm not too sure about my product. Maybe I buy, I, you can buy it half price off or, or, you know, like here, free. 
The other person who receive it says, well, should I really spend time trying this? Because I don't know, she just want to give it away. Like, is there any value to it? It's not said, it's felt. What I needed to learn in all this exercise, it was about that, that feeling of knowing that I have now a me-only brand. I've created, I think the whole challenge that I've got in dealing with this situation is that I'm finally feeling in my heart that now I have a me-only product. It cannot be purchased anywhere else. And that's the beauty and that's why branding matters. Thank you so much for listening in and let's talk next week. Bye for now. If you feel this information could help a friend, please share it. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out at ask at nadiafleury.com.